0: Week 13 Sunday in the book still have a Monday nighter and we could have yet another new AFC one t- one seed in consecutive days, 49ers just all over the Eagles at the top of the NFC and some other teams crashing the wild card party. All that and more come at you Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show. Brian Peacock alongside Matt Williamson, as always, at BD Peacock at Williamson NFL. Thanks, everybody, so much for making us your first listen right here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Shout out to all the everydayers out there subscribed up on YouTube and everywhere you get your podcast. Today's episode of Peacock and Williamson is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app and create an account and use code Locked On NFL for $20 off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. It's a doozy of a of a Sunday in week 13, Matt, and uh, things are really getting interesting here when you're starting to look at the playoff picture, and uh, I want to go backwards and start with the Sunday nighter in the Green Bay Packers. Mm. And Don't look now, Jordan Love's put a solid month of really good quarterback play together, maybe even more than a month, four or five weeks straight, right? He's played some really good ball, and the Green Bay Packers are starting to look like a, a competitive football team again after they were kind of left for dead in the first quarter of the season. Uh, the the Rams are are an interesting team as well too, making things interesting, especially with the Seahawks loss this week and and kind of opening things up in that that wild card scenario in the NFC with a bunch of these six and six teams after a big gap, you know between Eagle, 49ers Eagles and, and Cowboys and we'll get to that a little bit later with Niners, Eagles. but uh let's talk Green Bay Packers who defeated Sunday night, the used to be one seed in the AFC uh Kansas City, Chiefs 27 to 19 was the final. Packers improved to six and six. The Chiefs fall to eight and four on the 2023 season.
1: Yeah, the Packers are hot and they're coming together at the right time. I want to talk about them here in a second, but just one theme of the weekend or of yesterday, just want to make sure we talk or at least throw out there was a lot of injuries and a lot of weather on the East Coast. You know, a lot of rain and nastiness, but not necessarily cold. You know, so that was something everybody had to deal with. But traveling to Green Bay is tough. I mean, go to Sunday night, you know, the hallowed halls, you know, all the, the historic history of it all. But that aside, Green Bay is just a good football team, and they're playing really, really well. I think LaFleur might have thrown his hat into coach of the year ranks. I mean, considering how young that offense is and not really having Aaron Jones for much of the year and, you know, developing a passing game, developing a quarterback. I think you probably have to extend love at this point. They look like a playoff team. They definitely look like one of the best seven teams in the NFC for our viewing pleasure. But I didn't look at Kansas City and think, boy, they're terrible. I think their tackles are bad. I think they need help with another pass catcher, as we talk about so often. And Green Bay got after Mahomes pretty well. But Pacheco and company ran the ball pretty well. And I'm not super worried about the Chiefs.
0: I'm not worried about the Chiefs but they're not uh, th- this is maybe the worst version of the Chiefs. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, it's their defense is better and you know the defense mm-hmm. could have played a little bit better in this one. It's such a young defense. Spagnuolo does a great job there obviously as a defensive coordinator and they're a well-coached football team so the Chiefs are always going to be good. They're always going to be in it. They could beat anybody on any given Sunday, right? But the the Chiefs aren't a scary team and they might be representing the AFC in the Super Bowl, but this is a year that things are a little bit more up in the air and um, I could see the Chiefs, you know, losing in the first round of the playoffs. I can see the Chiefs rolling into the one seed and into the Super Bowl as well they're not a scary team right now, which opened things up for some of the conversations we're gonna have a little bit later about who the one seed is right now and who could be tomorrow, the one seed in the AFC. And uh, this thing just got, I think a lot more interesting for multiple reasons uh, that that we're going to talk about today, including in the NFC side. So uh, fantastic. The way this tournament's starting to shake up now after 13 weeks,
1: it is last thing I got the chiefs is, (laughs) you know, analytics have told us this for a decade, like, it's great that they have the best defense Mahomes has ever had, and I mentioned Pacheco running really well. Well, I'd rather throw all that away and have Tyreek and Kelsey and you know can, can score seven in a heartbeat anytime. Like never yep. give me the ball back, and I'll just torture you. That that still is champion in the in the league. And I think Mahomes doesn't trust his tackles. You know the, that edge pressure—they're bad. And I also don't think he trusts his receivers. Like just his body language. I don't even remember the exact play, but. He, they should have had a long one to Valdez Scantling, but they, they made note of it on the, the broadcast. If he just runs that right up the numbers, that's maybe a touchdown, but he drifts his route. You know, and Mahomes puts his palms in the air. Like, this isn't that hard, guys. You know, yeah.
0: no, I don't blame him for not trusting him because I don't trust him right. when I'm the game, you know, <laughs> and my livelihood doesn't depend on it. And, you know, he's making throws and it, it's tough. And, and nobody's, you know, Rasheed Rice as a rookie's kind of showing something, but he's not yeah. really. I feel like they need to. I put a little bit of it. I mean, I put a lot of it on, you know, because Patrick Mahomes doesn't draft the players, right? Um, but I do put a little bit on it with the coaching staff and the in, in the front office. The there, team build, the, city. the team building. The they knew this was the thing at the trade deadline. They went and got another guy who's in um, in in Hardman, Nicole Hardman, who they already had and didn't care to let walk. Yeah. And running back, who's just another guy in the mix here, they didn't do anything to solidify it. I feel like they need to go scrap the depth chart, pick three guys, and one of them probably should not be Valdez Scantling. <laughs> right. be like, These are our guys now, and let's go. Because I just feel like there's, you'll see Richie James in there and Rice in there, and then you see... Um, right. What is going on? Pick three guys and go to town. you got the best quarterback in the league. And I hadn't thought of this, but the flip side is...
1: That's what was happening. The Green Bay's was passing game in the first month, but now they're all getting it. You know, Watson, Wicks, Kraft, Reed, they're all getting it. The Chiefs receivers aren't getting it.
0: So stock up for sure for the Green Bay Packers who are 6-6 now, and as of today would be the 7th seed actually ahead of the Seattle Seahawks right now. And so we have Vikings, Packers, Rams, Seahawks all at six and six now in the NFC vying for two of those spots. So two of those teams are going to be outside looking in and, you know, depending on what happens with the, uh, with the NFC South, because you've got the six and six Atlanta Falcons who defeated the, uh, the New York jets this week. And I don't even know if there's much notes oh. to put on this one with the 13 to eight, eight ugly score. They start off with the, with two points in the first quarter, the jets did. And uh, a couple more field goals for the offense. I mean, The Jets are just awful in a bad spot, and you're seeing Joe Flacco with the Browns play a little bit better, although they didn't win either. Um, But 13-8 win for the Falcons, and and with the Saints lost to the Lions now, 33-28 win for the Lions hanging on. They went out up early, and the Saints battled back, but uh, the Lions ended up winning that one. So now the Falcons are first place at 500 at 6-6 in the NFC South
1: part of me doesn't even want to talk about the NFC South the rest of the year, because one of these bad teams is going to win. And then Dallas is going to come to their town and put 40. (laughs) You know what I mean?
0: Let's not mention the NFC South until we preview (laughs) the team that we pick to beat them in the first round of the playoffs.
1: Uh, Yeah. I mean, Carolina is picking first overall. They don't even have the pick. Tampa once in a while looks okay. The saints are a hundred years old and the Falcons can barely beat a Jets team. That doesn't have a quarterback. You know, like, All right, enough.
0: It's pretty ugly. Um, Saints in the driver, or the uh, Falcons in the driver's seat now. And I thought thought there was going to be like a a, a car benching and a a coach firing in the first half of the the Saints-Lions game for the Saints. And the Saints battled back and the Lions almost blew that one. They had a 21-0 lead in the first quarter and uh, that ended up being 33-28. The Lions did hang on, though, to win that game. And you know, at nine and three, the the Lions are the three seed. They they lo- they would lose the tiebreaker to the 49ers for the two seed right now, but the Lions don't look like a team that you're scared to play at all.
1: Yeah, a, a, a couple two things I want to bring up with the Lions, and I've been talking about this for a couple of weeks. Their defense is questionable. I, I mean, it's I don't know if teams have figured them out. There are some injuries, but that's not unique to the Lions. But the last month or so, they're Defense has been bad, 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 and it was in the second half of this game, and it was just one play. But I remembered why I loved Jamison Williams coming out of Bama. I mean, they got him the ball on that end around, and he looked like Ted Ginn, just you know, just flying down the field in a straight line. He could be a nice wrinkle to add to an already good offense.
0: I like that comp. They're they're different stylistically, but the yeah. speed of Ted Ginn, where uh, maybe you're not going to be a high volume receiver ever. But you can make a big play, and yeah. and maybe that's the direction of the the career for Jameson Williams and and how he needs to be utilized there. And it, it's a nice wrinkle to have there, and someone that you haven't seen a lot of um, that is absolutely going to help you be explosive if you're the uh, if you're the Lions heading into the last half of the season and into the playoffs. And they they will be there into the playoffs. Okay, let, let's go to the NFC West next, give and me, then give
1: me give me ten seconds. I have yeah. to say this story: Teddy Gidd Jr. was a Glenville Tar Blutter playing for mm-hmm. Teddy Ginn Sr. with Dante Whitner. You and I talked about him too. Yeah. And Teddy came down to Pitt, USC, and Ohio State. And he was on our official visit. And we knew we were third in the ranks. And at the end of the thing, he goes, Hey, can I see your guy's track? I never saw the track here. He's a phenomenal track. I'm sorry. He was like, uh we don't have a track. We 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 ride at a local high school. <laughs> and Teddy's like, oh, that's nice. We're we're i <laughs> no chance of coming here. He almost didn't go to college and went to the Olympics for hurdling. I mean, like he was that kind of
0: athlete. Yeah, geez. Yeah. yeah. Teddy, again, uh, none faster, but not great for breaking no, off no. routes with that with those track no, strides no. either. Right. Uh next. Okay. NFC West. Rams interesting in that mix with the wild card and the 49ers huge statement game and also how about the one seat up for grabs in the afc as well next today's episode of peacock and williamson is brought to you by better help online therapy if you if you have the type of family that might be the gift giving type during the holiday season right and uh is part of a community do you do gift exchanges do you donate do you donate your time do you donate your money what about vacations experience are you type of family who gives a lot of gifts do you give out cards? Uh, do you focus on just enjoying your time together as a family, right? No matter, no matter how it is for you and your family during the holidays, whether or not you are a family that gives gifts or whether you define yourself some other way and some other style during the holidays, give a gift to yourself. The, do not forget about yourself this holiday season. And the holidays are a great time to give you a gift to yourself. And, and remember, whether – It's by starting therapy, going easier on yourself during tough moments, or treating yourself to a day of complete rest. Remember to give yourself some love this holiday season. If you thought about giving therapy a try, try BetterHelp, entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, suited to your schedule. All you do is you fill out a brief questionnaire. You get matched with a licensed therapist, switch therapists anytime if you don't hit it off with your initial therapist, no additional charge. And try the gift of therapy and give a gift to yourself this holiday season in the season of giving give the gift that you might very much need with better help visit betterhelp.com locked on today and get 10 percent off your first month that's better help com/slash locked on Los Angeles Rams first here. Uh, they defeated the Cleveland Browns. Who were <laughs> The Browns are in a tough spot now. Browns seven and five with Joe Flacco at quarterback this week, comes in and starts the game and uh, looked okay. And the Los Angeles Rams now improving to six and six, 36-19 win for the Los Angeles Rams. And, you know, big game for Matthew Stafford throwing three touchdown passes, uh, and uh, and actually doing a number on that Browns defense when it wasn't really Flacco was the problem. It was actually the, the Browns defense that gave up 36 points to the Rams in L.A. Interesting couple of teams here fighting for those wild card spots in the AFC and NFC, respectively. And the Rams have to be taken seriously, even though I'm not sure they're going to be there in the end. But Rams and Packers are teams that we left for dead a few weeks ago that are making things very interesting right now in the NFC.
1: Yeah, they're the teams I want to see as a fan. Yeah, I mean, I want to see more Green Bay. I want to see more Rams. And the Browns are feel like they're holding on for dear life in a way. And they the lost to
0: see, Even though they have yeah, a better record and might have a better shot at the playoffs.
1: Exactly, exactly. And they didn't play bad. Their offense certainly wasn't bad. Flacco wasn't terrible. But I'm starting to think the Rams, and a lot of this is just McVay, Stafford, are going to move the ball against just about anybody. I mean, they can run, they can throw. They're so well coached. I think he should be in the coach of the year conversation now, too. And, you know, they they threw together an offensive line and defense with spare parts, and they're not bad at either one of those spots, and a lot of their draft picks are hitting. So, like, the future's kind of bright for L.A., too.
0: I feel like I would still... Would you rather play the Rams or the Browns? I'd rather play against the Rams because... I just don't think that's how I'm built. And the Browns' defense might beat up my team. I would rather play the Rams. I think.
1: I hear you. Like I always bring back to the Steelers. But if you're one of these defensive run the ball teams, or you're New England and you want to play the Browns, my first one to ten wins. You know that that's your style. But if you're Miami you might just want the shootout or maybe if it's vice versa. Maybe if you're Miami, you want to play the, the rock fight team. I, I don't know. You know,
0: the jets win this week. If they had Joe Flacco instead of Tim Boyle at quarterback.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. But let's see how he feels on Monday morning. Let's see how he feels after <laughs> two games of getting hit. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> I take another tire
0: off before I play again.
1: Right. Like all these retired athletes has probably crossed your mind in baseball. Like I could go, play one game, you know, at my age. Give me one shot. You know, you wouldn't get out of bed for a week, but that's all oh, yeah. Right. yeah, uh,
0: yeah. Uh, I'm hurting after a, a slow pitch softball game. And forget about right. it if I go play a few uh pick up basketball games. I'm done for a week.
1: Oh, I think I told you this story when I got hurt playing darts over Christmas. <laughs> <laughs>
0: hey, you know what team Matt, uh I would not absolutely not want to play. And it's the San Francisco 49ers who Their just best
1: team in the league is not even close.
0: Went to Philadelphia with all the trash talk Ugh. and And dominated and they dominated them in three quarters because they were, they did nothing. They were, they were three and out twice and down six, nothing after the first quarter, then went two touchdowns, two touchdowns, two touchdowns in the, the final three quarters of the game to beat the Eagles 42 to 19, Matt. I thought the 49ers were the better team healthy coming in, but the Eagles are 10 and one coming in for a reason. And it was at their house, maybe a little bit of weather too. And man, the 49ers thoroughly dominated that football game.
1: Both sides of the ball run or pass on both sides of the ball, pass rush or cover or run defense or middle of the field or, and that's true for both sides of the ball. Like they're so well-rounded. They're so well coached. They've such star power. And some people might fall out of their seats, but I probably would vote Brock Purdy as MVP right now, slightly over Dak Prescott and honorable mention to Tyree kill and, Uh, You know, I thought they did a great job against the Eagles' receivers. I thought they just made adjustment after adjustment throughout the game, and the Eagles couldn't. You know, I mean, the the Niners are the best team to
0: lead. And you know, of three of Brock Purdy's 314 passing yards, 200 of those were after the catch. So, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, you got to tip your hat to Debo Samuel, who did the most talking over the course of the last, you know, eight nine months. He backed it up three touchdowns running through that Eagles defense. I mean, they were awful tackling the 49ers in this one, um, but Brock Purdy ended up with 314 passing yards, four touchdown passes, and sort of the the whole conversation of, man, what would it look like if the 49ers had a quarterback in the NFC championship game? It really validated everything mm-hmm. Brock Purdy's done. By the way, which today, right now, Monday, December 4th, is the one-year anniversary of Jimmy Garoppolo getting hurt against the Miami Dolphins and Brock Purdy trotting on the football field. and Wow,
1: it's only been that long.
0: Yeah. Uh, so, one calendar year of football for Brock Purdy and, uh, and the San Francisco 49ers. And he has a 17 and 4 record, including the playoffs, 39 touchdowns to nine interceptions, and number one over that span with a 114.2 passer rating.
1: Wow. I mean, Think of all the excuses like I sit here and make for Pickett. Like, he's only started 24 games. He's going to get better. Or even Love, who looks like he's turning the corner. Boy, he's only started a handful of games. Wait till he gets better. Or Fields, he's showing signs, you know, as a young starter. Purdy's been a starting quarterback for one calendar year. That's like nothing. You know, I mean, that's really remarkable.
0: Um, and elbow UCL surgery in between as well. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. So last question for you here. Studying the Eagles, watching every snap of this game as you did, is their back seven on defense a real, real problem? Is that their Achilles heel? Is that Could they maybe not win the Super Bowl because of that?
0: The the 49ers didn't attack the corners on the outside, but uh, Mm -hmm. passer rating against for Bradbury and Slay has has taken a step back from where they were last year. But really where the 49ers killed them was over the middle of the field, uh, linebackers and safeties. The linebackers are on spin cycle. They couldn't stop the run. And they couldn't tackle anybody. And uh it wasn't just Debo either. They couldn't tackle anybody all game long. So that, that is a little bit of a problem back seven for the for the um for the Philadelphia Eagles. And they were good up front. Their line was was awesome to start the game and gave the 49ers problem on the defensive line. You know, Lane Johnson was really good against Nick Bosa. Their offensive line is good. They were able to get a tush push touchdown. The only score they had, the only touchdown they had in the game, double tush push back to back. Uh, and the it
1: didn't keep- seem like the Niners D line dominated the game. You know, that's not the reason they won. It was other things. No, no.
0: And then the Niners did a good job uh against the run and mm-hmm. they did a good job in coverage because their pass rush plan wasn't to get home to the quarterback. It was to corral him and keep him in the pocket, which worked for the most part. And uh Jalen Hurts got away a couple of times and, and made a couple of plays, but the, the 49ers secondary and the 49ers back seven and the 49ers secondary doesn't get a lot of credit and a lot of publicity. The four years seven was a lot better than the Eagles back. seven. yeah, yeah, that, that absolutely showed up next. Let's talk AFC. Let's talk Miami dolphins, the current one seed, which could change by Monday night football and a whole lot more from week 13 to finish up this episode of Peacock and Williams. This episode is brought to you by game time. Download the game time app and get $20 off your first ticket purchase with promo code locked on NFL more on that momentarily, because when it comes to buying tickets, it shouldn't be a hassle. It should be fun and exciting when you're buying tickets to your next big event, whether it's a NFL football game, college football, basketball, hockey, baseball, whatever it is, any tickets for all the sports, concerts, music, comedy, theater events near you, you get killer last minute deals, all in prices, views from your seat and the best price guarantee from game time, taking all the guesswork out of buying tickets you see the view from your seat so when you buy your ticket and you get to the event you know exactly what to expect when you arrive all-in prices show your total upfront at game time my favorite part you don't get hit with those hidden fees when you're checking out that doubles the price of your ticket you already know what everything's going to cost with those all-in prices up front and a couple taps you buy your tickets it's right there on the app you don't have to fish through your email when you do get to your event so take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time and find some really fantastic last minute deals with game time, download the game time app, create an account and use code locked on NFL for $20 off your first purchase terms apply again, create an account and redeem code locked on NFL for $20 off download game time today, last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed Miami Dolphins defeated who did they defeat? They defeated Washington. The Washington. Washington Commanders are a mess, by the way.
1: They're done. Yeah, I mean, they're that. – I'm sorry to interrupt. My takeaway with this is they're now in that bottom tier. They're in that Patriot Giants Carolina tier where they I were above it the, for
0: most of the year. I think they're in the interim head coach tier is where they should be. Junk right. tier,
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Forty-five, yeah. fifteen—the final. Not surprising. We both like an interim in the... organization. <laughs> you know, well, new. Well, <laughs> yeah, and, and really, in reality, twenty twenty-four is going to be the complete reset, new ownership like, for the full year, yeah. and start fresh, start anew. And who knows? They might pick a new name and have different uniforms too. Like that's you know, th- th- yeah. th- there's yeah. still a lot more changes to come for the Commanders. And so, evaluation mode the rest of the year here for for those folks who might be a part of that. Going Hopefully forward. they
1: get the Miko Ryans and CJ Stroud. And you know, a year from now we're like, oh, this is a promising upstart team.
0: Yes, yeah. That's the, <laughs> <you> <laughs> <laughs> this year's this year's done. They're looking bad. They can't cover anybody. We no. we we said in our preview, start everybody on on the on the dolphins in your fantasy leagues. And that's what this looked like, whether it was Mostert or Achan uh, with a couple of touchdowns. Uh Tyreek Hill, he only had five catches, but went for 157 and two scores, 45-15 the total here. And right now, today, Matt. The Miami Dolphins at nine and three would be the one seed in the AFC.
1: Yeah, good for them. I mean, they're a powerhouse. On so I was just doing some homework. I mean, over the last three games, they're allowing the, the smallest yards per play. Their defense has really stepped up, even without Phillips. The offense is the most explosive in the league. You know, right there with the Niners. I would imagine they're in a great spot. I mean, if they get the one seed too and never have to travel to cold weather places, Kansas city, you know, wherever I, I think that would go a long way, even though it's not a hundred degrees there in January, at least you're not going to the frozen tundras and slow down
0: your team. Yeah. <laughs> I believe uh, the dolphins are number two in DVOA behind the 49ers right now. I think, are after, they? yeah, I think that's exactly where those two very teams impressive. Are. Um, And then pending Jacksonville Jaguars Monday Night Football might jump back over the top of the Dolphins and be uh, the one seed via tiebreaker at nine and three, along with the Ravens who sat at home at nine and three. And, you know, it's just conference tiebreakers at this point between those teams at nine and three atop the AFC. Another team in the AFC who we got to talk about here, Matt, was the Houston Texans who defeated the Denver Broncos 22-17 and are now sitting kind of pretty at seven and five in the AFC.
1: Yeah, I mean they lose Tank Dell. Unfortunately, that's going to have season-long oh, ramifications. Let exactly. me stop
0: there. What is a hundred and fifty-five pound wide receiver doing? Yes, in between the trees, taking on a tight end in a like I understand you want to have your players on the field and you want a bunch of players up, but that's a player that can't be in that area. No,
1: maybe and, not and even on the field in that situation. You know, could I mean?
0: be wide receiver, right? Yeah, it, it, it's so that's unfortunate because that's something that. Should never have happened. And that hurts because you have a lack of playmakers anyway, I think, on that offense. And he's been a phenomenal rookie this year. But, you know, a, a, a broken fibula he's done for the season. That's something, you know, he's, he's about speed. That might hamper him for his career. Yeah, that's very unfortunate. There were a lot of injuries this weekend, none
1: worse than that. Stroud was still spectacular. I love Nico Collins. He steps up nine for 191. I mean, but boy, it'd be nice to have both of them the rest of the year. Your boy, Will Anderson, had a great game. But I think my biggest takeaway and Denver may have maybe the loser leave town here in this game. I mean, I would definitely want Houston to be in. They're more fun to watch than the Steelers, Browns, some of these other teams fighting for wild cards, Indy. But I thought Russell Wilson kind of showed that if you got to bring your team back from behind, that's not him anymore. You know, I mean, he's a caretaker. He's a certain kind of quarterback now that doesn't do that.
0: The Tampa Bay Buccaneers defeated the Panthers 21-18. Chicago I thought Bears- we weren't
1: talking about this division. <laughs> <laughs> this the Bucs, about, the Bucs are better Bears than the Panthers. About, Move about,
0: on. They all stay. This, this is about Bears fans. You know, <laughs> you're have the opportunity to get that number one pick in the NFL draft. Uh, another a couple of teams that I almost don't want to talk about either, and I, I, I'm glad I planned it this way. I did not watch a single snap of a 6 nothing Chargers win over the 2-10 oh. New England Patriots. Wow. So, Zappy what, wasn't the answer apparently for that. Patriots no, point. of
1: course not. So, <laughs> New England is coming to town here in Pittsburgh in a couple days, Thursday. I mean, my buddies and I were joking, the over-under should be like 20. <laughs> I mean, it really should. I mean, I think if, if you told me as a Steeler fan, they got 13 points in that game. Be like, I'll take it. They'll win.
0: They cannot make the over-under low enough.
1: I don't know how you can. I can't wait to see in the betting world how that yeah. works throughout the week. Like, New England's defense is really good. They run the ball pretty well, and but they lost Ramondre Stevenson right at the, at the end of the second series. And I know all this only because they're coming to town. But their defense is still exceptional. They have no passing game whatsoever. I mean, they're throwing to Juju and Devontae Parker and those type of dudes, yuck. I mean, they don't even use their tight ends anymore. And every game is a slugfest, you know, then the Chargers were a little better. I, I don't have a lot of Chargers notes on this one.
0: Speaking of points, the Steelers run Matt Canada out of town and they can only muster 10 points against the Arizona Cardinals, Matt. Steelers fall to 7-5, and five, losing 24-10, to the Arizona Cardinals, who pick up their third win of the season. Oh man, uh,
1: the sky is falling. I can tell you, is I going to leave my house here after we hit record? I got to do so many Steeler shows, and it's going to be painful. So, my fifteen-year-old daughter, who honestly does not know what a first down is, she learned in gym class about uh, six months ago that you don't count the five one thousand at the line of scrimmage. You can actually rush the passer in the NFL.
0: <laughs> no alligators in the NFL,
1: <laughs> right? Yeah. So she doesn't know anything, but she went to this game. And now thinks that's what going to a Steeler game is like, you know, that it's going to pour really cats and dogs two rain delays. And the whole place is going to be miserable as you lose to one of the worst teams in the league in pretty handily. And your starting quarterback, is hurt and just miserable. And I give the Cardinals credit. They played well. They didn't make mistakes. They hit McBride like crazy in the first half. Who's a really good young tight end Flying up the dynasty boards, and then they just gouged them with the former Steeler Panther James Connor coming home. But the Steelers made very few adjustments, made so many mistakes. It's this, it's a perfect what I'm going to talk about the rest of the day is when you live by winning the turnover battle, penalties, not missing field goals, you know, and you don't blow teams out, which they're not even close to being capable of doing. Sometimes it's going to go the other way, and this time it went the other way. I mean, it was things like you couldn't get in the goal line on fourth and one. You had took a defensive pass interference call in the end zone. You had two bad snaps in critical situations. Boswell actually missed a kick, which never happens. You know, like all the self-inflicted wounds that this team hasn't done all year all compounded in this game. And frankly, I have more respect for the Cardinals, especially their offense now than ever but the Steelers took him lightly. Like if you listen to like the locker room after they say things like, Oh, trade McBride was better than we thought. Like what'd you do all week? I mean, just watch him on tape.
0: <laughs> yeah. He's really good. Uh, last one here. Really fun game. Uh, in overtime, the Indianapolis Colts went to Tennessee, defeated the Titans. Crazy. 31, 28, uh, unlike the NFC South, the AFC South's kind of getting fun this year, Matt, with the Texans. Now the Colts at 7-5, and five, and we've got the uh, the Jags on Monday night. That could potentially be the one seed after 13 weeks of the NFL season. Uh, 31-28 here. Derrick Henry went for 102 yards and a couple scores, but then came up hurt at the end of this football game. Um, it's not like the Titans were going to go anywhere. They're 4-8 and eight right now. Um potentially could see no more derrick henry ever in in tennessee i don't know how bad that injury is going to be for him and and we'll check in on him tomorrow and i'm sure um we'll we'll get more updates on that Minshew really up and down game 300 yards passing a couple touchdowns but you know had a costly fumble and um i don't know what how to take the colts but at seven and five they're in it either way
1: yeah and so Really fun game, you know, like extremely watchable from an outsider yeah. standpoint. Whoa, this is back and forth, crazy. Blocked punts, you know, injured holder. Tannehill has to go out there and hold for the first time since AM or whatever and didn't do it well. And But two really aggressive, hair-on-fire quarterbacks. And I think Levis just doesn't know that he doesn't know. And I think Minshew does too, even though he's been in the league for eight years or whatever. Like, who cares? Just sling it, Who you know aggressive as could be
0: he's a gunslinger without a a gun without a a gun
1: yeah yeah with with a little with a a bb gun you know right (laughs) and and fitzpatrick was kind of that guy i always call minchu like the next ryan fitzpatrick like Mm -hmm. great you're fun to watch but boy you are a roller coaster without the tools michael Pittman's a foundation player um titans kind of found an offense i guess a little you know
0: too late for them uh, yeah yeah but this is, a, this is a learning year for the Tennessee Titans so now you know you get Levis and and uh Ty-J Spears and mm-hmm. you know kind of um evaluation well, mode but right. kind of feel better about their evaluation mode than like the commanders or maybe some of the other teams we've been talking about because you know your head coach is going to be there next year
1: mm-hmm. you mentioned the Henry injury they also used learn uh, lost Jeffrey Simmons their best defensive player we'll see how long that's out too so, I mean, we know the rest of the season is not going to go well for Tennessee. It's evaluation time. but
0: And you know, know who's out? Funny. Matt Williamson out tomorrow. He has a yeah, ton yeah. of Steelers stuff to do, getting ready for a short week and a Thursday nighter for the Pittsburgh Steelers, which, of course, we will preview. We'll start making our picks and turning the page to next week. And Think about of, that over-under. Might yeah. be 17. <laughs> <laughs> I can't recall less than. With, with, Trubisky with Trubisky. High 20.
1: Oh, I know. Whatever it is, I think I'm going under. I can't believe it'll come out at twenty.
0: It won't. No. <laughs> can't wait for that one. All right. Uh, thanks everybody for making us your first listen. And we'll be I'll be right back here tomorrow, Peacock and Williamson.